It is time for the drive brouhaha. We do it every Thursday. Uh, of course, Herlinda, who is a uh, beer judge and food judge, and you know, she travels all over the world, and we don't know how she does it, but she does it. You know, it is a remarkable skill. Beer will take you anywhere. <laughs> Uh, our guest today is Kevin McGee, President and CEO at Anderson Valley Brewing Company in Mendocino. Uh, Kevin, good to see you again. Thanks. It's great to be here. It is always cool. Uh, you guys do some great work. Give us the history of Anderson Valley Brewing Company up in Mendocino. So Anderson is actually it's 35 years old. So my family got involved wow. right uh, about four years ago um, and kind of consider ourselves to be really stewards of the brewery more than anything else. It's got an incredible history. Um, some really visionary things were done a long time ago that we're just trying to keep on doing. Um, never made a bad beer, which is probably the most important thing. But it's Amen. also the world's first solar-powered brewery and has been running its own closed-loop water treatment system since 1995. So you know, yeah, I wanted to get more into that, uh, your environmental commitment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and the first solar brewery, yeah. explain that. So we, we, I just discovered this really only about two years ago. So we, as it turns out, um, we came upon an article about solar-powered you know, beer production from somebody that uh, you know, was, was working in the industry, and we saw ourselves listed. And in the article, it said, you know, it's unconfirmed, but we believe that Anderson Valley is the first brewery to, to you know, implement solar power. And we did it in uh, 2005. So I, I reached wow. out to the author and started talking to him, and so I, I pulled you know a bunch of the old construction records, and sure enough, we were the first by probably like I don't know almost a year, and uh, for some reason nobody really knew that. But solar power had been a big part of the the brewery's identity for a long time, and you know solar powered beer had been a big thing in 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 the the packaging and the marketing. Very but, cool. And it's pretty awesome to be able to do that. So. So, um, also here, uh, it says that uh, you folks took a West Coast, a classic West Coast IPA, and gave it a haze-free, fresh, and modern hop profile. <laughs> Can you speak English on that? Yeah, yeah, that's, a, that's that might as well be German to me. I can't understand that. So we did. Uh, we we took a look at our IPAs that the brewery had been making and decided to modernize them a little bit. So. Hopotten is, I think, the second beer that the brewery made back in 1987. Wow. And it was really one of the formative West Coast-style IPAs and was, you know, back in the day. And it's Hopotten, O-T-T-I-N. Right. And that's our classic West Coast IPA. So so about uh, last year or so, we decided to modernize a few things, and we put together a more modern um, selection of IPAs. And so now we have a, a series. We have something we just call the West Coast IPA. Because yeah. We, we like these days naming things what they taste like, um, which makes things easier for everybody. Uh, so we have a West Coast IPA, which is a little bit more of a modern style. It's a little fruitier. It's a little lighter, less, less of the kind of piney and um, sort of dankness, a little bit more sort of juicy um, and, you know, approachable sort of fruitiness, but still very, very West Coast and stuff. We don't do the hazy thing. We don't yeah. never mess with it. I'm not into the hazy thing. Uh, Herlinda? So one of the, the big reasons why I invited Kevin to come in with uh, his his beers is because they have newly taken over the ale stands for the Dickens Christmas Fair um, that's at the Cow Palace for the next several weekends oh, up yeah, until right, Christmas. Right, right. Yeah, so Anchor was a big one for many years from like the 60s, you know, when it was started, you know, late 60s um, onward. Um, and, of course, they were in San Francisco and they were, you know, 
doing their beers there. Bob Brewer, who we had on the show, mm-hmm. was was a big part of that with the L stands there. And then, um, but this year, mm-hmm. well, we know what happened to Anchor, which is making me super sad. But um, I'm glad to see a great, um, also, you know, older brewery, Anderson Valley. You know, there. You know, we've had Fal Allen on, on the show several times. He's in Lithuania um, right now, actually, uh, helping with working. The, He's yes, working, working in Lithuania. <laughs> their their second craft beer festival, which I actually connected uh, them to um, for with my friends in Lithuania. And I did not make it there this year. It's kind of cold, actually, but it's really fun. But Dickens, you could pretend mm-hmm. it's cold, but you're still in San Francisco. Totally. And you're doing like almost. I mean, how many beers are you doing at Dickens? We're doing so. We're we're the beer sponsor and supplier. So uh, Guinness is actually is still there because you gotta have Guinness. Yep. Um, but we're pouring eleven different beers between the Anderson and the uh, the Hillsburg, um brewery. So Hillsburg is our sister brewery. It's actually it's my nano brewery that I built in my garage in two thousand seven that we're making with the big kid toys up in Boonville. And uh, so th- all three of the Hillsburg beers are there, but we have a big selection, mostly. Um, all engineered to be kind of uh, you know English style ales. Well, Probably, there's the Ebenezer Special ESB Extra Special Bitter, which I've right. never seen that beer. It's the ESB. We we, okay. named, we, we put a holiday name on okay. it. So. <laughs> and then you have the Winter Solstice Seasonal Ale, which we're going to try uh, today as well. Yep. Which is delicious. Tell us about this Winter Solstice too. Well, the Winter Sol- Well, the first thing is that we're actually we're drinking the Coastal, and so that's yes. actually is that what this is? Yes. Yeah. The That's, nose alone yeah. kept me is, with my nose in the glass for yeah. uh, 10 minutes. It, that, it's so amazing. That's the, uh, that's the outlier for uh, all of the this sort of English-style you know, beers. So that's a beer that we just launched earlier this oh, year. Oh, man, that's good. We launched it on World Water Day. It's a partnership with Surfrider Foundation. So we donate 5% of our gross revenue from all of the cans that we sell of Coastal to Surfrider Beautiful. for uh, that stuff. And so that's available throughout the Dickens Fair. The rest of the Dickens Fair, they've got five pubs, and they've also got an absinthe lounge. Um, so the, the pubs... Now that absinthe is legal again. <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, but uh, So each of the pubs have kind of their own theme, and so um, Kathleen, who's the beverage director, you know, kind of sets a stage for you know what's going to be where. It's everything from we have salted caramel porters to um, very, like uh, the, the Healdsburg IPA is a British-style IPA. We've got the winter solstices out there. Um, and, uh, you know, another, another 10 or so. So you can really taste the rainbow if you want to. Herlinda, talk more and get into the uh, facts and, uh, of, of the whole Dickens thing at the Cow Palace and what people can expect. Because I know it's a huge event. So it's fun. really cool. Yeah, uh-huh. I've been going since I was 14 years old. I've been friends with uh, the Pattersons. Um, Phyllis Patterson originally started it with her husband, Ron, many years ago, and she's gone now. But her son and family carry it on. And... It is literally, you're going in the cow palace and suddenly you don't realize where you are anymore. Right. You feel like you are in old England. It really is a yeah. Dickens thing. Dick, a whole, completely yeah. Dickens with crafts and people are dressed up. You don't have to dress up to come, but, but you you're totally can. You can buy costumes. You can mm-hmm. you know rent costumes. There's ale stands all over the place. It's, it's great for everyone from kids to adults. So I used to do a day with my kids and then I do a day with just my friends. Yeah. And because then you can go into Mad Sal's, which is a little more body. It's like, you know, Oliver Twist. Remember, there was like the brothel and stuff in Oliver Twist and, and the girls dancing on the tables and everything. And then that's that's a more spirited, uh, you know, ale stand there. And then you can go over to um, uh, Cousin Fezziwig's dance where, you know, um, out, out of Scrooge, you know, A Christmas Carol, mm-hmm. where he has the party and they're all dancing. 
Marley is walking around shaking his chains and his, you know, ghost, co- you know, clothes. Uh, Father Christmas, you can go and see Father Christmas. You can go into this other darker area and, and the docks of London, and the sailors are singing the old, you know, the body, yeah. you know, uh, sailor songs, and you can get some beers there, and you can get drinks, and there's full bars also in yeah. some of the places. Well, of course, and hot mulled cider and hot mulled wine. Mm-hmm. It is so much fun, and then there's crafts. There's um, booths where kids can play, you know, there's a whole area where, you know, you can play old-fashioned Victorian games, N- you know, no no iPad needed, it's just the kids having fun, and you could buy swords, and, I mean, you can do you yeah, know, all kinds of stuff there. There's a fencing school there, uh, and, so, okay. so, and there's so many character actors, there's so many people that are involved, that have been involved for decades, and, you know, lots of actors and a lot of very, very skillful you know, character portrayals, everybody from Charles Dickens himself, who I had a, yeah. an, an extensive conversation with, and actually learned a lot about Charles Dickens. And uh, <laughs> they really know their stuff, oh, too. Yeah. They, no, it's, they have to. It's extremely well produced. They were able to um, take some time and dress uh, me and my wife and my daughter. Um, I went for the first two weekends. There was, a, there was a reception there where I got to talk about beer. And uh, we went to the costume shop, and the costume shop is, you know, six or eight extremely highly skilled you know, seamstresses and fitters and, and things like that. And so wow. they, they dressed us up and got us together. And it's just really, really yeah. a fun thing. And, and we have food, the Victorian food, too. Oh, the food's awesome. And yeah. it's it's one of those things, like, I, I have, you know, employees of ours that went, and some of them said, oh, we should have brought the kids. And others said, oh, we should have left the kids at home. And so right. it's there's something really kind of for everybody. And, and what when does it run? What are the it dates? It runs until December 17th, Saturdays and Sundays, 10 a.m. It's happening now, till right til, til yep. the 17th. Yep, the Cow Palace um, tickets are $18 to $45, available online. Kids under five are free. I mean, there's there's no downside there. Uh, you can uh, buy tickets and um, find out more information, see what plays, and there's plays, there's, you know, there's tea time. You can go and, like, do a, you know, yeah. there's tea, tea times days, you know, times oh. where you can go and sit down and do a proper proper British tea, you know. Yeah. There's a port and chocolate yeah. tasting. Yeah. There's a, there's a Sherlock Holmes mystery. Oh. There's you a know, book theme. Shop. Now yeah. you're talking. Yeah. Oh, there's all kinds of fun. Sherlock Holmes, my hero. Yeah, com. no E. And then if you want to look at the different um, ale stand offerings or foods, that, everything, uh, com. food hyphenated drink. Um, but of course, you can find these Hillsburg beers. Yeah. And my friend Christine Scherer, she runs some of the L stands, and she always tells me this is my favorite. Oh, I'm really liking this. And <laughs> I mean, you can get a you know a snake bite, you know, the beer and cider, you know, yeah. like the classic, um, a black and tan with you know Guinness, and it's so much fun. I yeah. Um, it is the drive for Linda Bruhaha. Kevin McGee is our guest today, president and CEO at Anderson Valley Brewing Company. I'm looking at the website, and it says uh, to visit. If you visit, it's 30 acres of fun. Yeah. Uh, Kevin, explain all that. And, <laughs> and where exactly in Mendocino so, you know, for and, people who haven't been there? Yeah, the brewery is up in a little town called Boonville, which is the right. crossroads of 128 and 253. It's uh, um, literally in the middle of a redwood sort of covered valley. It's absolutely gorgeous up there. We have close to 30 acres. Um, the the brewery was built on the property before the brewery got built there. Um, there really wasn't anything. So Ken Allen is the one that, that put it together. Yeah, right. So we've got an 18-hole disc golf course. We ended up um, planting about a 10,000-square-foot lawn outside, and there's an outdoor stage. And so we just kind of invite people to um, come, <laughs> hang out, uh, and spend some time you know, outside and doing it. We've got 
a local uh, artist that installed a handful of fairy doors around the property. They're kind of hidden for kids to go look for. Oh, cool. We're super, I mean, we're super dog and family friendly. And um, it's just kind of, it's, it's a place that really is its own experience compared to a lot of other taproom experiences. We try and, we took all of the, the bar stools out of the tap room. Oh, you did? And yeah, and just tell everyone to go outside and sit in the anaerobic chairs. <laughs> um, so it's really, Very cool. really that kind of a place. And then you guys have a big camp out in, um, well, it's actually really not a camp out. It's actually the no. beer festival. Yeah, so during, during the beer festival. So we run the beer festival um, each year. I think we're on, we're on the 26th one now. It's on May 4th. Uh, so the theme ah, is going to be. May the 4th be with you. Yeah, so the theme is Star Trek. Um, that's the joke that everyone <laughs> keeps correcting me. We, get, we, we, we put that joke out, and people sent me emails saying there was a typo in our release. <laughs> so we're not making that joke anymore. Um, and uh, we get about 3,000 people or so to the Beer Fest, and then we have the, um, it's kind of like a thank you and appreciation. We have uh, the brewers, um, we give them accommodations to, to stay and camp out at the brewery, and we give them a tri-tip dinner and, and that kind of thing. And over the years, it's turned into a big industry thing where wow. people come and share ideas and, you know, just talk about beer and, and build collegiality in, in craft beer, which is one of the great things about craft beer is that, that collegial thing. So we're happy to be part of it. And I assume that you or some people working at uh, Anderson Valley Brewing Company speak Bootling. There are some of us that do speak Bootling. Fal does. <laughs> Fal does. Fal slibs a bit of the ling. Um, that's about <laughs> all of the Bootling that I know. I have a book on Bootling so that I know what people are saying about me. <laughs> but um, I don't actively actually speak it. Either of you or both of you, explain to anyone listening uh, what the language is and what bootling is. Because sure. it's, it's really a trip. Yeah, it's, it's a recognized American lingo. There's only three yeah. of them. There's, there's pigeon, there's creole, and there's bootling. And it ge- was generated by the locals in Anderson Valley and very specifically there um, years ago and really is kind of... You know, on one level, it's just a, a, a very complex series of inside jokes and ways that they, uh, they, they found to communicate, you know, amongst each other. And it's all kinds of things like the word for dog comes from the name of an actual dog that was in the valley. And so if you didn't know that dog, you'd never make that connection. <laughs> or, you know, the, the, the word for or the phrase for a payphone is a Bucky Walter because a, um, a buck was a reference to a, a nickel. And then Walter was the guy who was in town <laughs> who had a phone. So um, it's uh, it's it's a really interesting and unique thing. There's a couple of books on it and stuff like that too. And so we have uh, we've, we've got a translation document which helps. But there's also a uh, book very on cool. History, so. But yeah, it is such a trip to me. Yeah, and, and I learned about it years and years ago, and mm-hmm. still it, it's kind of hard to get, wrap my head around mm-hmm. this but, whole yeah. language that was made in in. Uh, Mendocino County. Fal yeah. Allen, when he comes in, he he usually rattles off a bit. Yeah. So Fal Allen, for those who don't know, is um, the brewmaster for yep. um, Anderson Valley, and he's actually been with them for, gosh, many years now. It's over 20 years. Actually, that's one of the nice things about Anderson is that my four senior brewers have been working together at Anderson Valley for something like 86 years. Wow. So, um, and two of them, I think, are the original brewers that came in when the brewing. And was. you guys... Uh, uh, often on some of your labels uh, have bootling mm-hmm. on these labels. Yeah, and yeah. Ball, Ball Hornin 
means good drinking. Good so, drinking, so. yeah, right. And your famous Boone Amber Ale has a little bit on lingo on there as well. Actually, I saw that yeah. you're doing that at the Dickens Fair as well, too. Your classic. There's, yep, Boone Amber's there, um, and uh, a lot of other um, of the classic beers, and then some of the new ones. Too. Are you still so. making oatmeal stout? Too? Oh yeah. Oh cool. Oh, we would never stop doing that. And then, are you still doing? So now you guys have like gone over to cans, and mm-hmm. I, I believe you guys have completely 100 percent gone away from bottles. Are, are you still doing the barrel aged, like the wild turkey bourbon barrel aged one, still in a bottle? Nope. Well, everything is in aluminum and cardboard. Okay. And part of the reason is that I mean, there's a big you know environmental reason. There's also a beer quality reason that mm-hmm. we did it. No light gets in. Um, yeah. You know, it's you know it's light and and the, it's Oxygen. it's a yeah, it's a better vessel that we found. Um, before we did it, we did a lot of um, sort of packaging A-B testing where we took the same batch of beer and we put some in a bottle and some in a can and tasted them side by side and, and that kind of thing. But the big one, one of the big reasons is, you know, first of all, recyclability. But then second of all, shipping. I can ship, I think, the same amount of beer using 40% of the trucking for cans than I can yeah, for... the carbon footprint. Yeah, and it's... That's a big deal for us. Too. Well, and that's something I've always appreciated. Well, so so Fal spent a lot of time um, in um, Hawaii, and he's always been really about nature. Yep. And um, he's also a fireman too, which yeah. we always we always like. Yeah, he walks around. It. He's got his radio and stuff like that. Every once in a while, it's like he hears beep beep beep, and he's <laughs> running down the hallway, and you know he's got to go do something. Yeah, no, it's super cool. I mean, you, you gotta you, you gotta love that somebody who's like beyond involved in the community. He's like yeah. there to save the community if needed. And I, I appreciate also that you've. You, how long has it been since you bought it now? Five years? Four years. It'll be four years. In two, actually, two weeks from today, it'll be four years. Nice. So, well, you've since 1997, uh, you folks, uh, prior to your owning it, uh, have hosted the Boonville Beer Festival. That's still going on? Oh, yeah, yeah. We're in 26 years. in the years. spring, right? Yes. And all the proceeds um, go to really hyper-local charities. Really, all of the, cool. the, the funds have been donated to charities that a lot of times are I think they're they're pretty much within about ten or twenty miles of the brewery, and to date, we've raised. I haven't done the math recently, but I think it's just under one point eight million dollars. Wow! And uh, and it's a big thing, and it's also I mean that it brings a you know big lift to the area too. And sure. It's just a lot of fun, and it's good for the industry. And stuff well, you too. have great wineries there. Um, I yeah. love going to Navarro and and Hush, mm-hmm. and you've got. Um, uh, the, well, the yeah, bubbles, the, you know, um, rotor, rotor air, yes. Yeah, so I mean, my my history also includes some time in wine. Oh, that's right, just and, a little, uh, little winery. One of the <laughs> one of the things that I did in a past life, um, I worked with directly with Jess Jackson for for uh, over seven years. And Amen. One of the last things that um, that we did was we did a comparative tasting of all of the Pinot Noir vineyards, the single vineyard tastings from the the, the tank samples um, wow. of everything that they that they made, and it was. They, they, it was a lot, um, but anyway. But my impression, my takeaway from it was Anderson was, I think, the, the the finest you know fruit that we were getting at the time. I think he he shared my opinion. He liked a few others too, but I thought Anderson were really oh yeah, really fantastic pinots like uh, du- uh, Golden Eye. That's a duckhorn is right. up there, and and Jackson's vineyards up there are uh, uh, Maggie Hawk and uh, mm. Champ de Rev. Um, those were Boot Ridge back in the day, but um, so it's a one-stop play when you go up to Anderson Valley. Yeah. Where do you recommend people stay at if they come up there? Because I I do not recommend going to the brewery and going wine tasting or even just one of those things and driving back. Yeah, um, no, yeah, no. It, that is a windy road. It's beautiful, but yep. 
I drive it twice a day. Yeah. I've done um, it in the dark, and I won't do that again. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, do you live in Boonville? I live in Hillsburg. Oh, you do? Okay, yeah. cool. So that's where I started the Hillsburg Beer Company, actually. Gotcha, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I drive, I drive 128, you know, there and back, you know, every day. And it's oh, not... every day? Yeah. Well, I mean, if I'm not traveling. Uh-huh. Um, but it's not something you want to you take and whatever. And actually, one of the reasons why, we, we tend to close the tap room, you know, earlier than a lot of other stuff. And part of the reason is that we'd rather have, you know, people kind of get on the road and get moving. Um, but it's, uh, uh, I think the, the Boonville Hotel is probably... Um, one of the places I'd recommend. Yeah. Is there a tourism bureau in that area? Either uh, visit Anderson Valley or visit Boonville or something well, in Mendocino Boonville. County. Yeah, uh, yeah, but I mean one. for like yeah. there. For the, the actual town itself, I don't think there's a particularly organized, you know, sort of tourism bureau. For Boon- I mean, Boonville's pretty small. Yeah, it's a little less swanky than, than the yeah. what everybody thinks of as, you know, Mendocino going up. Yeah, there's like, there's like the, the town of Mendocino. There's like the Madrones, and there's there's a few other, you know, kind of, um, you know, places to stay. And there's there's a couple of camps there that, you know, do things like corporate retreats and, and stuff. Mendocino Grove is one of them. Um, so there are there are places to take a look at. And there's also, there's a significant amount of Airbnbs and, and things like oh, that. that, cool. that you can kind of uh, you know, Wikipedia says Anderson Valley Brewing Company is the world's first solar-powered brewery. Uh, in 2005, the brewery installed an $860,000 photo of... Uh, voy- Photovoltaic. Vo- yep. Thank you. 860 uh, kilowatts. Yeah, yeah, okay. And that provides nearly half of the company's electrical needs. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, that's a huge deal, man. Yeah. No, in, in uh, 2020, um, we put a hold on it just because the pandemic created a lot of sure. know, inability to forecast anything. Um, but we actually have plans to expand our solar program. And so we've got um, everything kind of drawn up, and it's basically shovel-ready. We've got, you know, permits waiting and inter- interconnection you know, stuff with uh, PG&E. So we would expand it to cover about 110% of our projected power needs so that we can actually sell some back to some of the like ah. Sonoma clean power and some of the community. Very cool. And then we'd also have the ability to, um, to Island. So it would be running as a microgrid. So to we help would, the community. Yeah. So, wow. so we would basically be, you know, self-sufficient and kind of take care of everything that we needed on our own end within our own fence line, uh, in a sustainable way. And it so. would run these Right, and it would make, make more winter solstice. Which winter you're solstice. Right this is so good. There's some there for for you, Steve, as well. This is just like the perfect, yeah. like winter, smooth, a little toffee-ish, but not sweet. Like mm-hmm. this is a great sit by the fire, you know, by your yeah. Christmas tree and drink this. This is awesome. I love this. Yeah, we call it our winter warmer. It's got a cult following in certain places too. So I'm, I think I'm just joined a cult. Yeah. So <laughs> wouldn't be the first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, it's a good contrast. So, like the coastal ale that we were we were drinking before, is only like four and a half percent alcohol. It's pretty light. We we made it so drinkable, like clean and easy, sort of like a pilsner. But we hopped it like a hazy IPA, so it's like that that juicy fruity nose. This is the other end of the spectrum. This is rich. It's you know kind of unctuous. It's very um, you know uh, firelight friendly, I suppose. Yeah. Um, and it's just kind of a really nice sort of snuggle there. And it's six point nine um, ABV alcohol. Yep. On that, yeah, uh, but it's delicious. Yeah, well, I suggest sitting by the fire or with family for the holidays with this, um, or go to the Dickens Fair and have this. And totally, it's all over the Dickens either Fair. Either stay in the city or you can't don't avoid you, it. Or you not fair. be the driver, make your kids drive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you can drink. 
my daughter just turned 16. She's got to start learning. Well, there you go. Uh, Kevin, uh, explain Barkley, the mascot of the Anderson Valley Brewing Company. Barkley is a good friend of the brewery. Um, he's a bear. Barkley a is, stuffed bear? He's, well, Barkley is, uh, is part of the history of the brewery. It, it's some of the earliest um, nod to the, the history of Anderson Valley. And so Barkley comes from the old joke of what do you get when you cross a bear and a deer? You get a beer. So Barkley uh-huh. is a beer, and so that, that leads to the, you know, kind of a, the, the multiple meanings of mentioning you know, the legendary Boonville yeah, beer. Yeah, and it says the legendary Boonville beer. Right. And that's, that's the liquid we produce at the brewery as well as the fabled colony of antler bears that okay. make Anderson yeah. Valley. Beer plus deer equals beer. Right. That's my dad's favorite joke, too, by the way. That's a good one. Yeah. Well, hops are and salad. Then, if you go to Wikipedia, <laughs> you can see a, a photo of Barkley, the mascot of Anderson Valley Brewing Company, uh, decorated for Halloween. Yep. I don't know how old this is, but it's a pretty funny picture. Oh, uh, we have a bunch. We've got carved wooden versions of Barkley. We've got uh, Barkley uh, every once in a while, you know, walks around. Um, so we've got a suit for Barkley. And then Barkley has also made it into our packaging in pretty much every way we could possibly right, can. Right, yeah. He's a great... He's a great way of us being able to talk about all kinds of stuff, and he's a good way to lead into everything from, you know, like, you know, I mean, there's, there's reasons that we can use him to talk about everything from family ownership, sustainability, um, just sort of like, you know, fun and frolic, as well as just the location itself. And so it's, he's, uh, he's a wonderful part of the heart of the brewery. Uh, for folks who want to visit in beautiful Mendocino uh, County, Anderson Valley Brewing Company, what are the hours and the days and uh, all that stuff? So we're uh, we're transitioning to winter hours, um, which means we're going to be closed on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. But every other day we're open from uh, noon until six or seven, depending okay, on cool. if it's you know Saturday or so. Do you have food there yet? We don't. We generally have a food truck on Fridays. Cool. Um, there's plenty of food in the valley. We like to support our neighbors as much as possible too, and so. We've got, you know, there's any number of places. We absolutely encourage people to bring picnics and ah. uh, bring, you know, whatever they want with them. It's pretty much a... Ooh, Penny Royal Cheese is up there, right? Yeah, it's across the street. Oh, fact. my God. They really? have, yeah, they have goats and we have goats, but they have well-behaved, very <laughs> sophisticated goats. And we have, like, Brazilian jiu-jitsu goats. So um, it's, a, it's a different different breed, but the same animal. Oh, so get some Penny Royal Goat Cheese. Penny Royal Goat Cheese go there. The yeah. And the uh, website is uh, AVBC for Anderson Valley Brewing Company, AVBC.com. Dot com. And we're on the, all the usual socials. So. Of course you are. And you brought your first oh, right. brewery's beer, yeah. like your original. When I first met you, you had Healdsburg Beer Company before right. you bought Anderson Valley. So I want to taste that as so well, too. I, I brought the IPA because the IPA is a really classic British-style IPA, and I did it because back in 2007 when I was making beer in my garage, um, <laughs> I was in Healdsburg, and I was in the same town as Racer 5, and I'm like, like if I wanted a West Coast IPA, I could just, you know, literally walk over to the, there and, and go get, get it, it. Nice. but I didn't want to drink that. I wanted to drink this, and I couldn't really find it anywhere, so I decided I had to make it. So this is a very classic kind of Burton-on-Trent, no BS um, West Coast, or, or not West Coast, uh, UK-style yeah. IPA. So all of the, the hops are British, the grains are British. The It is definitely British-smelling. Yeah. I haven't tasted it yet. Let's taste it. And this is Healdsburg This is the Healdsburg. So Healdsburg. Yeah. So is, you still have that going? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. that's a Dickens Sparrow as well. Yeah. Oh, cool. Okay. So we have, a, we have a blonde ale, 
um, which if you ask the bartenders, they know the story of how that came out. And, and, and I literally made it to impress my wife. And they'll tell you the details of it if you ask them that. Uh, we have this UK-style IPA. And then we have the Robust Porter, which I made because, again, I wanted to drink it. And I couldn't get enough of Anchor's Porter up in Healdsburg back in the mid-aughts. And so I'm like, all right, I'm going to have to make it. And I'll just adjust it a little bit to the way I like it. And each one of these is one of metal. Actually, the the Porter just won uh, bronze at the Brussels Beer Championship nice. about two years really? ago. Yeah. Nice. And then the uh, the each one of these have won medals at the the U.S. Open and stuff like that, which was a big deal for me. You know, running it out of my garage and delivering it on a skateboard. For wow! I'm judging the Taste years. Alliance Awards this weekend. Did you guys Did you guys enter your beers? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, we did. And Don't actually, tell me what you entered. No, that's okay. Because I, I, I we do blind taste. I'll have no idea. That's it. good. We like blind taste. We do very well in blind taste, so we enjoy blind tasting as much I'm as possible. I'm pretty excited about that. I'm judging beer and cider. They originally started as a wine competition and spirits and they're in Singapore as well and all over the place and then last year they started doing beer and cider so um, they asked me to do that again this year and they it's at the hotel Nico and they feed as well and there's like all these famous wine judges (laughs) I geek out yeah it's pretty it's pretty cool it is the drive brew ha ha brought to you by Russian River Brewing and the Victory House right and the Victory House of the epicenter um, poppy bank epicenter over on um, Piner Road Uh, that is a Great place for the holidays. Kevin McGee is president and CEO of Hudson Valley Brewing Company. It is uh, avbc.com. You must check them out, and anytime you're heading up to uh, Mendocino County, stop in. Tell them the drive sent you. All right. <laughs> Kevin, great to see you again. Yeah, good to see you again. Thanks, Thanks man. For